Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into the Line Enquirer podcast, Jeremy Warner, and we finally have Derek Piper on here to break it all down because we actually can officially break this all down but uh, kudos to illinois already changing the narrative josh whitman usually pretty good at this and uh, maybe brad underwood is as well we have two illinois basketball assistants on their way out john calipari in kentucky officially announced orlando antigua is going back to work for cal which shouldn't be that big of a surprise given how successful those two were together uh, but also chin coleman i think this is the one that really hurts illinois even more just because it's combined these two have been such great recruiters and helped illinois and brad underwood build what they have built over the last two years especially but it's been a four-year process both of them stolen raided by kentucky and john calipari after the worst season that program's had in a long long time and by far the worst season under john calipari but illinois working quickly it's like brad underwood has already been interviewing candidates and already has uh, <laughs> known this for a while that he's losing two assistants uh chester frazier reportedly and we heard this was close to a done deal yesterday but uh, today jeff goodman uh, the great reporter national reporter for stadium reports on this thursday may 6th that chester frazier Illini alum virginia tech assistant longtime bruce weber assistant in kansas state is coming back to his alma mater so derek we have so much to break down but what is this last this is supposed to be the off season man what's this last week two been like for you I picked a horrible time to move, and that's really been, um, as you can see, uh, message board recommendations for my background. I'm sure going to get a lot of heat for uh, no, nothing entertaining or uh, just blank walls. So that's where we're at. We're in a new spot. But, uh, yeah, it's been crazy, and it is nice to have some closure on the Orlando and Chen front. We've heard a lot about this over the last couple of weeks, and it's just been a matter of time. Uh, obviously, Illinois – made a strong effort to keep those guys, in particular what was publicly reported and offer to Orlando Antigua to make him the highest paid assistant in college basketball over a million, a million per year over four years. So clearly Josh Whitman stepped up and tried to fight that as much as possible. We know full well everybody does the impact that Orlando had on this program, really both of those guys, but uh, their recruiting prowess to pair with Brad's coaching and the culture they were able to set and, and to have Illinois position where Kentucky wants your guys. That at least is a good thing. I'm not trying to spend this as a positive, but uh, that is unfortunate to lose really the recruiting infrastructure. I, I don't want to take too much away from Brad. I mean, Brad has to be involved there and close some of these down and have relationships with these guys, but there's a lot that was placed on Chin and Orlando's shoulders to, to get a lot of these things done recruiting wise and to pull in Kofi and IO and on down the list. So uh, to lose both those guys at the same time to the same program uh, and to have them be assistants. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, but if you have the season that you just had and those guys get head jobs, you don't really have any, you're happy for those guys if you're Illinois, uh, but for that to happen 
you're in the middle of an off season where you've already uh, had Adam, Adam Miller transfer and you had the early eggs in the tournament and uh, it's another tough blow and it's it's a pivotal moment here for Illinois to restock the staff and, and to keep this thing moving forward. Yeah, when the season wrapped up prematurely uh, against Loyola, number one on my list was keep your staff together because I figured you'd lose somebody, right? You have a great year. The, the profile of those guys is going to go way up, right? And Orlando Antigua already was way up. He was already a head coach at the uh, Division One level. Uh, and he came back to Illinois, proved himself yet again, not only as a great recruiter, but as a key part uh, in developing Kofi Coburn and in developing uh, Illinois' players, right? And, and Shane Coleman, what a rise this has been. Because when he was hired, it was like, okay, it was kind of like down-the-line plan, and Shin Coleman helped get you Io DeSumo, develop Io DeSumo, get Adam Miller, and not only those guys, but kind of had this national, um, you know, touch when it comes to Brandon Podzimski out of Wisconsin and Coleman Hawkins uh, out of California. And of course, you know, Orlando Antigua with getting Andre Curbelo and, and now, you know, a guy like Alfonso Plummer, he plays a role in is, is a transfer. Um, the international flavor he's given you there has been huge uh, for this program. So it's not a surprise that those guys would be candidates. It's just going to the same place at the same time in the same offseason after you lose uh, early in the NCAA tournament when you're one seed. It's a stinging blow. And it just, the, the part that is hard, Derek, is it creates uncertainty. It creates unknown, right? And that's the biggest thing because I think Brad Underwood is going to go into this market, and he already has, and and made a pretty impressive, solid hire in Chester Frazier. I mean, Chester Frazier has proven way more as a recruiter and as a as a coach so far than Chin Coleman when Chin Coleman came here four years ago. And that's no slight of Chin, who has been awesome for Illinois uh, the last couple of years. But the profile of what you just added was better. Um, now, Orlando, those are bigger shoes to fill. But as, as you and I know, like they're attracting – a high level of candidate here. So I think they'll be able to get those guys, but it's in, it's in that realm of uncertainty of who's going to be on this roster next year. Right. Can you keep this, this program together and can, can you continue that culture? It just creates this uncertainty over the last month after you said losing early, losing Adam Miller, and now you lose two assistants. You're losing a, a huge part of the infrastructure that has made this program successful, which makes this, a potential turning point or a potential just bump in the road and Brad Underwood, you know, finds a way to rebound as he has in the past and, and finds a way to continue to move this thing forward. Yeah. It's a big task in his hands right now in terms of being able to recruit guys to come join that staff. And I fully agree with you with Chester Frazier, the fact that he's already spent almost a decade as a high major assistant and associate head coach at Virginia tech. Uh, I know you look back at, that roster when Kansas State was an Elite Eight team. Barry Brown was a guy that he recruited and developed into a first-team All-Big 12 guy, was the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year as well. There were three starters on that team that I know that Chester Frazier recruited. So, uh, And then the passion for Illinois, and you talk to people. I think some of the characteristics that you liked about him as a player obviously have translated into him being a head coach. Just his work ethic, his, his gritty toughness seems to fit. Uh, with Brad Underwood, I can understand how those guys were on the same wavelength sitting down and uh, getting spotted at a brunch spot in Chicago. <laughs> Shout out to whoever that was on our message board for dropping that scoop. But uh, yeah, I just you said it with uncertainty. And and just when you would think coming off that kind of a season that you're supposed to be set up at a certain level as a program and try to progress up from there, try to stay 
nationally relevant. And now there's that challenge where you're supposed to have momentum going forward. And now it's just, a, it's a struggle. I don't know if that's the right word, but you're challenged with staying there and mm-hmm. you're challenged with getting guys who can come in and uh, do similar things to what Orlando and Chin did, but also, like you said, guys that they recruited because they're so heavily involved in the recruitment and develop these relationships. You're wondering, I know that there's optimism that an Andre Carbello is going to stick around. And that's what I've heard, but we're gonna have to hear it from him. But even like you mentioned, Podjemski, Omar Payne, who was, when he was added, just regardless of Kofi's decision, if he doesn't, if Kofi doesn't come back, Omar Payne is a very nice option to slot in there at the five. Uh, if, Kofi's gone, and now Omar Payne says, well, I was coming to work under Antigua and get developed by him, and uh, your five spot is is, is pretty, pretty bleak if he's not in that mix. So there's just R.J. Melendez on down the line, guys that these guys have ties to that if they were to look elsewhere, uh, that presents a lot of questions. And we should also mention, like, this may not be the, the last one yeah. in terms of turnover on the staff. There's – there's some buzz about Steven Gentry and Gonzaga, and that's picked up here in, in recent days. And, man, how crazy it would be to be a one seed and then to lose three assistants right after that. So uh, I, I agree with what you said in terms of Brad's ability to attract strong candidates and try to build from there. But it just does create a lot of question marks when you would normally think, okay, we take this season, we go into the 2022 class, and we just start continuing to roll from here. And now there's – there's kind of a it's just uncertain, unstable ground right now. Yeah, I want to break down Frazier a little bit later on because I, I've known and covered Chester for a really long time and, and just watching his career. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But given that you've lost now two assistants and potentially Stephen Gentry will play at Gonzaga, there's just not a lot of guys to kind of – lasso everybody in and and corral everybody like there's just unknown when these guys are all going home and we all know when they go home and you got other people in your ears you get other options that's where this uncertainty is 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 scary and and that's where if you can get somebody on like Chester Frazier right away you know got somebody that can help you you meet with these guys give him his plan say hey this is what I've done this is how I developed this is how I can make you a better player And, and Chester Frazier with DeMonte Williams and Trent Frazier sounds pretty good to me um, for another year to have those guys kind of uh, as coaches doesn't sound so bad. But yeah, just it's just it's like, what is Brandon Podjemski thinking, right? And he doesn't speak very much to the media, doesn't like say much. And I'm sure, you know, you've talked with him throughout the recruitment. It was, is Chin going to be there? And, and now he's not, just a couple weeks after signing day um, and all these guys. So Brad has to carry the heavier burden of you know, being on top of all of that and, and making sure all these guys are, are on the same page and there's communication with your players on the roster because that's the biggest thing for me is keeping this roster together because I think you can be pretty good next year, even with losing these assistants. I think with the backcourt you have, with pain in place, with potentially adding another four and all these returners, especially with these fifth-year guys coming back with an Andre Curbelo, I think you can be pretty good. Uh, maybe not Big Ten title contender without adding a, a Trey Mitchell kind of player but if, if Brad Underwood can weather that and add some pieces and quickly put this together, Derek, I think they can be a, a pretty good Big Ten program next year. But it's just like, get me through the next month or two to figure out if that's the case. Yep, I 100% agree. In terms of being a ranked team going into next year, you fully have that ability, especially if Kofi were to come back. 
Me personally, we'll have to see how it plays out. I know some have sat there and said, well, maybe Orlando leaving doesn't affect Kofi's decision because I think if you look at it just from what Kofi has to evaluate with his situation and what feedback he's going to get from the NBA, Orlando's not necessarily tied to that, but uh, he clearly has a big end with Kofi and with this camp and would be very involved in those conversations about whether or not he should come back. So, uh, But certainly when you have veteran guards and Trent and now Carmelo's one of those and DeMonte and Grandison coming back and you hope that Austin Hutcherson is healthy. We're expecting Coleman Hawkins to take a nice leap as a sophomore. Omar Payne is definitely already proven in terms of his defensive prowess and just a guy that's a good athlete and roll to the rim. There's enough pieces around there if you're able to keep that together that they can win next year. And I think that short-term success is important to just further the long-term picture. I think that's what uh, you you kind of have to look at as at it as you don't want to fall off another level and lose some of these guys that would sacrifice what next year looks like. And then you're asking a season or two seasons from now, where, okay, where is Illinois actually at now when they were at this kind of a, on this kind of a platform uh, you know, at the end of this year or, or throughout this past season. So, uh, and they're to Josh Whitman's credit and to Brad's credit, the way that they stepped up with their commitment to trying to keep this thing together. I think they sent a message out there that, Hey, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to, we've already been very willing to commit a, a nice salary pool to the assistants. Uh, you're going to have a chance to go out and get some, have some strong candidates in the mix. And I do think that Chester, uh, when you look at his resume, is one of those. And uh, between committing a high salary and just having a roster that can win right away, I think that would help you in going out there and trying to fill those, fill those voids. So, Derek, you, you, you lost two assistants. Uh, you could potentially lose three. Um, I look at this as it's Kentucky. It's Orlando going back to the guy who's a kingmaker in this business in Calipari, a guy where he can go and just be like, yep, I'm getting that five-star that I want. Like that's what they were able to do before. And I think in that, on that program with that head coach, Orlando has, it's better for his resume. Uh, he, he could have been a head coaching candidate here at Illinois if he continued to do what he did. But it's just you have Kentucky, number one assistant under Calipari, making a million dollars a year. And he could do that the rest of his life if Orlando wanted to, right? Just coach under Cal, maybe for the next decade, maybe be the next coach at Kentucky by that point. I don't know. I just think it makes sense for Orlando. And for Chin, man, to go from UIUC or UIC in, in 2017 to, to Kentucky in 2021, I, that's that's probably way too much for him to pass on in his future uh, career. So I, I just think it was one of those bigger fish coming, and they ate up your guys, right? Um, and then with Gentry, it's the number one team in the country all of last year. It's his alma mater. Um, Tommy Lloyd finally leaves Gonzaga for Arizona, and, and he's coming to town this year. Um, if, if Gentry does leave, like – is this a look in the mirror moment for, for Underwood? Like is is this this doesn't look good for Illinois? I'm not saying that it doesn't, but it also it's like it's Kentucky and Gonzaga. Is there anything Underwood could have done? Like, is there anything he has to address there? That's a great question. I think with Orlando, you you said it perfectly. It just seems pretty point blank that Kentucky is where he has uh, five years of history there. We went to three Final Fours, won a national title, and Cal is his guy. He spent a year at Memphis with him as well. And Cal is relatively desperate, as I say. We won nine games last year. We got to get this fixed. 
And if Cal calls him up and says, hey, I need you, I need you back here. And uh, that ultimately led to Orlando's return. It, it makes entire it, it makes complete sense uh, on why that would happen. Whether you like the move or not, if you're an Illini fan, that, I think you can kind of accept, OK, that one makes sense. Uh, with Shane Coleman, how much was Orlando in Cal's ear as far as saying this is the guy that we should also bring in? I, you'd have to think there was some of that, uh, but also, I mean, Chin being able to take some credit, uh, a decent amount of credit for the way that Illinois was able to develop IO and get IO, uh, have ties to Chicago, have an in with a Ty Ty Washington, who I know didn't come to Illinois, but someone that uh, he certainly recruited hard and, and is very familiar with and Kentucky really, really wants him. And they could get him and that could be a good thing for Illinois as well. Right. Just, just yeah. stay out of the point guard market, <laughs> Kentucky. Absolutely. So, and then, yeah, with Steven Gentry as well, uh, Gonzaga where he played uh, as a walk on, he was just there a couple of years ago, a lot of familiarity with them. It's just the, the one thing I would think if you're Illinois is Brad's continuously emphasizing, you know, this is a top, 15 top pro, top 10 program at Illinois and to kind of keep it that level or, or just to approach it that way, you got to be able to hold on to some guys. You got to have reasons why guys stick with you. Uh, so I, I wouldn't sit there and say that Brad messed up here by any means. And uh, it, I don't know. It's just why would this happen to Illinois versus another program? Why would it be that you got finally got back and then you just got robbed by some of these bigger fish. Hey, Illinois is good again. How did they do that? Okay, let's steal their assistance, right? Like it's it's it is. I, I think some bad luck there that that those schools at this time, you know, Kentucky had that kind of season where Cal is freaking out. Like I I think Cal is a heck of a coach. I, I know some people don't think so, um, but the way he develops and gets all of those five stars to buy into the team. Most of the years, it works out. Most of the years, he's in the Elite Eight. A lot of years, he's in the Final Four. He's only won one national championship. Like, that's some bad thing. Like, he's only won one. But he's got a, a ridiculous thing going there, and he doesn't want it to leave, right? He's trying to figure out, how do I get that back? Well, I get the guy who got Carl Anthony Towns and, and all these other five-star prospects. Um, so I, I just think it's a little bit of bad timing for, for Brad Underwood and all of this. But now that's the world he lives in. He has to rebound uh, really well. And, and that, that means he's got to hit uh, on these assistant coaches, right? So let's take a quick break, Derek. Let's talk about the first reported hire he's made and some other potential candidates that you and I think could make a lot of sense. That's coming up next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake Kits. 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so before we came on this podcast, Derek, I looked up my senior uh, profile before Chester Frazier's senior year. And just remembering all the things he went through, like he came in here, he looked like D Brown, had the cornrows, was under-recruited, but he was kind of that next class. That was kind of a disappointment, right? Like him and him and Jamar Smith, like they didn't get uh, four or five stars that year. Um, and it was kind of that next class to take over. And they had some ups making the NCAA tournament and then some big downs the year, his junior year where they were under 500, made a run to the Big Ten championship game. Uh, but he took over as the leader. And even then, people knew he was going to be a head coach. And I am not surprised that Brad Underwood likes Chester Frazier. I mean, he's the definition of everyday guy, of grit, of toughness, of everything I've ever thought Brad Underwood wants uh, in, in, in kind of a program. So to have that, kind of your – DeMonte Williams is that way, right? Uh, only Chester's even more vocal. And what a career he's already had. He's already entering his 10th year as an assistant. I remember Bruce Weber took a, a chance on him a year after or two years after um, he left Illinois and had a couple years in Germany. And he was really good at Kansas State, hit the ground running, probably had some speed bumps along the way. But then he becomes associate head coach at, at Virginia Tech under Mike Young, who is a great coach at Wofford. And, and they've turned that program around. Um, I, I think recruiting-wise, Derek, is probably the question because he doesn't have a lot of four-stars or five-stars in his 24-7 profile, which, by the way, I have to mention, like that depends on how we input our, our information, which is why we stay on top of all of that to make sure people know who's kind of the lead recruiters. Not every site does that, um, but he played a big role in, in recruiting Elite Eight roster at Kansas State, a Big 12 champion at Kansas State, and then, of course, a, a Virginia Tech program that made the NCAA tournament and, and certainly seems on the way up. And, and as an associate head coach, he's obviously well-respected, X's and O's, and no matter what you think of Weber, he's a really good X's and O's coach. Like that, that is clear, and, and Mike Young is the same way. So my long-winded reason to say I think there's a really solid hire and a guy who is really passionate about Illinois, and I would want in my coaching staff, like impressing upon uh, 18 to 22 year old kids there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a guy that does have East Coast ties, of course, being from Baltimore and, and has gone out and, and had some nice additions on the recruiting trail. Then again, you do have to scale it to a Kansas State maybe doesn't draw in the type of talent that Illinois here has recently or even historically. Uh, Virginia Tech, he hasn't been there necessarily long enough that we can maybe point to uh, a full-fledged impact with that team uh, with the talent here recently. I mean, they're, they're trending in the right direction. I even saw they might even be a preseason top 15 team next year. So uh, he's very well-respected. I've talked to a couple of guys uh, in the coaching profession. And again, to kind of reiterate, just he's known as a pit bull, a, a guy that's going to try to outwork you. You, you. you need someone who can really hustle that day-to-day -day grind in recruiting. Uh, and I think that's something that he'd be able to do. And just to have a passion about the place that you're at, which he, of course, is going to have uh, being at Illinois. And then internal development, I think, and the attractiveness of saying, hey, Chester, come work with Andre Carbello, work with Trent Frazier for a year, 
uh, I think that you got to feel good about that. But yeah, it's further instilling the culture. Uh, I could just see him and Brad vibing really, really well. If Brad only saw the Eric Gordon bump at midcourt, you might be like, I'm sold. That's the get. That's the kind of stuff that we want here at Illinois. So, uh, yeah, I would be. So when's Andres Felice come on staff? Like when, when's that know, happen? Right? Like, you let him play 10 years and then he's, he's replacing Chester in a decade. There you go. I, I could see that. I could see that. Um, that you put those two together, you might have one of the more tough, tough, hard nosed, gritty coaching staffs that you can assemble. But uh, I do agree with you. I think it's a very solid hire. Uh, I, it will be interesting to see recruiting wise who where he's tied into. Like I said, East Coast, but can you recruit Chicago? And that's the question that's going to come up in terms of filling some of these voids. But uh, I, I think that it's a, a really nice hire and really good for Illinois to have this come out the day when Chen and Orlando are finally official. If not intentional, um, I believe it was probably intentional to leak that to Jeff Goodman, who, who does a great job. But uh, to get that out there, I think is really smart, kind of change the narrative, get people excited and get our board to be focused on the next thing, which, of course, Derek, we go focus on the next thing. So if you have Chester Frazier uh, in place, as you said, I think that's a well-rounded hire. I think he can do well in recruiting. Um, maybe he's not the ace, right? Maybe he's not the ace recruiters getting the five-star talent. Let's be honest. Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn, the, the, the Jimmys and Joes are really important here, and that's a huge reason Illinois has taken this step and Illinois developing them. But you got to get the guys. And uh, I think you're not going to replace Orlando Antigua probably with one person, but I do think this next hire has to be someone with proven recruiting, right? Like somebody that has gotten top 50 kind of talent. Because I don't know if you're going to get all these five stars to Illinois, but I would assume move that 40 to 70 to 80 range. I think you got to get guys uh, there, and you got to find somebody who could be that. So do you have your eye on anybody out there that that you think could make a lot of sense? There are a couple. Uh, I think it starts with Mike Minega for me. I would have to figure out what his interests of course, is going to be in coming back. Local guy from Rantoul has recruited extremely well at Oregon. We didn't know that that brand out there with Nike and just but Oregon's basketball success with Dana Altman has been really strong, and they're always in the mix for a lot of guys that Illinois has tried to recruit, uh, but just top 25, top 30 caliber guys. And uh, Minnega has very good ties in particular to Canada, recruited Dylan Brooks and uh, Dylan Ennis and a handful of those guys that – uh, he was able to to land Chris Boucher. Uh, so that shows me a proven area that he's recruited. Uh, also, I think being from the state could have uh, a, a nice impact there as well. Uh, it, it'd be interesting on, on how much what his interest would be and how much Illinois would come in as far as aggressiveness with that contract situation and what they would offer as salary and whatnot. But I think he'd be a home run get. Uh, Kamani Young is another one that's come up that we've heard about. Uh, from UConn. I, I think there are two names in Kamani Young and Van Macon who are from that similar mold as Antigua. I don't think you're going to be able to fully replace those shoes because Antigua not only had the East Coast, but the, 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 the kicker for him was the international, the going to Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Uh, but Kamani Young has been part of the staff at UConn that has had top 20 classes back-to-back -back years. He recruited James Booknight, uh, he's very he's from Queens uh, in New York and is just very tied in there. Van Macon, also a New York guy. He's been at St. John's under Mike Anderson. And one good thing about those two is Young was that both have experience coaching in the Midwest. Young at Minnesota under Richard Pitino for 
five or six years and then Van making it slew prior to St. St. John's. He was part of that staff that got Jordan Goodwin and, and built that program up to, to be an NCAA tournament team uh, and to be, to be pretty good. Yeah. One name I heard, uh, which makes sense if we're going to go position group is Al Pinkins uh, at Florida. And he's kind of bounced around the sec a lot. And he's not in the most stable situation at Florida with under Mike white, who's done a solid job, but Florida obviously has been one of the better programs the last couple decades and just hasn't played as well here recently. He's a, he's a big man coach proven uh, has gotten top town, including Omar Payne to Florida. So he's a, a potential other name that got really hit the ground running. Uh, one guy I, that somebody suggested to me, I haven't heard attached to the job, Derek, but if you're looking for like a young Orlando Antigua, potentially, right? If you're trying to fit that mode, uh, it's Ricardo Greer from Dayton. Uh, obviously, that Dayton program's had a lot of success under Anthony Grant, and Greer was big in getting Obi Toppin, developing Obi Toppin, uh, and also has those Caribbean you know connections uh, down there. So um, he's he's an interesting up-and-comer that might not be as proven as some of the names we're talking here, but I think those are kind of guys that, that you get. And if you do have a, a third, I, I do like the national flavor we're talking about there. I think that's important uh, for the position of what Orlando Antigua was doing. But if you do have another opening, I would imagine, Derek, I think Chester Frazier can recruit Chicago. You know, he's played at Illinois. He's recruited Chicago before with Kansas State. But I think you got to have somebody – you don't go all in on Chicago, and that's why I liked about Chin Coleman. It wasn't all about that, even though it was a big part of his job. But you got to have somebody, I think, that has connections there. So if you do have a third assistant spot, someone like Armand Gates in Nebraska, who's proven there. Uh, Will Bailey from South Carolina. I don't know if you know Brad would want to steal one of Frank Martin's coaches because they're such boys, uh, but he's a Chicago guy. Daniel Robinson uh, from Iowa State, who did a really good job of you know being there when Taylor Horton Tucker became available, right? And and being able to land him and some of those other Chicago area prospects. Um, that would make sense to me uh, as well. But I, I do think when we're talking about this next hire, um, if Chester can handle a little bit of Chicago, the other guy can handle a little bit of Chicago. Like if you can get a, a national kind of reach, who's already proven uh, with, with those kind of connections, I think that'd be important. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I do think it is an interesting decision of how much to go all in on Chicago or not in terms of having just someone that's from there. that's proven to be able to recruit in Chicago. I think that if you can get that and maybe have some of the, the other ties, whether it be to another region, that that might be ideal. Uh, and if you're a good recruiter, I do think you can go in there and build inroads and be able to, especially from Illinois' perspective, we're not talking about a team that has been is a bottom feeder in the Big Ten anymore. We're talking about one that uh, just obviously was was a one seed and had, the Iowa DeSumo cell is going to carry over regardless of who's on staff. I mean, Brad Underwood coached Iowa DeSumo, developed him, won with him. I think that that plays well in the city. And, of course, there are always hurdles and complications when it comes to recruiting there. Um, I personally, I know that someone's going to wonder, Nick Irvin, I, I don't see that happening. D. Brown, Tim I don't see it happening. D. Brown, no. Tim Anderson's a name. I think he's – I would put him a tier above. Uh, I, I think that him recruiting Ahmad Bynum to DePaul so that he's been at a high major program. Uh, very tied into Mean Streets, where he was once uh, the head coach there. Mean Streets is pretty talented, in particular 2022 with A.J. Casey, Jalen Washington, 
that could be of the Chin Coleman mode. I was about to say, Tim, and Tim Anderson's got a very similar resume to, to Chin, right? DePaul's yeah. a better program than UIC or a higher level program, but yeah, very similar. So I think that'd be a solid hire, right? Yeah. I think in particular, like you, you mentioned, if there is an additional opening, if you're replacing all three assistants, that would be one that would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, the other one is is if, if if Gentry decides to move to Gonzaga as well, and say they get this this star recruiter, Derek uh, Jeff Alexander is a, is a former a high major assistant, uh, right, or uh, mid major assistant at at uh, uh, Evansville, and he was a big man's coach, and he's been on staff for a while. So while I think Underwood would probably go more towards recruiter here, and I, I think Jeff would probably understand that he is a guy. Just I, I want to throw uh, his name into the mix as somebody that maybe fans should have in mind because um, you know he's got he's got a nice job as assistant to the head coach, makes some good money, but of course he would like to be uh, an assistant at, at some point. Any other names you, you want to just throw out there, people there? Mm. I do think it is worth mentioning on Jeff uh, because, yeah, I think that you can get away with if you have two really strong recruiters, which we've seen with this past staff. I'm not, I'm not knocking Stephen Gentry. It's just that's more of his, more of his role was to be X's and O's and uh, kind of that kind of player development uh, where Chin and O were carrying that load recruiting wise. Uh, Jeff Alexander, I think he does have the personality to recruit now. Where would his ties be and, and, and how how much would he suit that role? I, I don't know. I think he's very good in his job and he's, he's very respected both in terms of his basketball knowledge and just fitting what, you know, the culture of Brad and, and having played for him. So uh, another name that we should at least probably mention is Tony Bergeron. Now that's, you're probably familiar with that. If you're listening, Trey Mitchell's former high school coach who went with him to UMass. Uh, and they're they're very tied at the hip, essentially, uh, being they were essentially a package deal to UMass. Uh, they've looked at the possibility of Bergeron getting hired somewhere else and Trey going there. Uh, Trey has three years of eligibility left. He's a very, very, very good player as far as someone that can play the four or the five. Uh, you could essentially win that recruitment by hiring Tony Bergeron. I'm not saying that's the only route to being able to get Trey Mitchell, but I think especially if you were to have three openings, that would be one that you might still want to consider. Yeah, no, I mean, he's uh, he would be an impact player for sure for multiple years of eligibility at one of your biggest positions of need. It doesn't seem like Brad to, to do something like that. Like it just, I, I don't see him doing that. Um, it's the same thing with like Nick Irvin, right? Like if you could guarantee you're getting JJ Taylor, you got to consider it, right? And in day, day Abrams, like if, if you're getting both those guys, I, all right. Could be worth it, but is that a guy I want on staff long term? Is that a guy you know that is going to mesh with what I want to do? Is it a guy I trust coaching wise? And that's why it's not a surprise to me that Chester Fraser just kind of fit what he wanted. Uh, but you know, it's always hard making these lists, Derek, when it comes to to Brad because a lot of his guys are still at Oklahoma State. Um, the Lamont Evans is never probably going to be a Division One coach again, and he just doesn't have a long career of being a head coach. And it seems like last time his agency and his agent kind of set him up and, you know, connected him with Orlando, connected him with Chin, who he didn't have connections with. So, um, you know, Chester's obviously connected through the university, but he didn't have ties with Brad. And I don't think the next hire, which will probably be the bigger recruiter hire, uh, will have a connection to him either. Um, you know, Brad and Brad seemed to do a pretty good job of getting the right pieces together there. So we'll see if he can do it again. 
Yeah, and I do think that that is important. And it is a credit to Brad in going that by hiring Orlando and Chin the first go-around, he didn't just say it has to be someone I'm entirely familiar with or having coached with and uh, just trying to get the right guy for the job. So uh, he's shown in the past that it doesn't need to be someone that you know he's been on the sidelines with before. Of course, him and Gentry were uh, in that capacity. But uh, as we – are tasked with trying to put together the list and find connections and everything. Uh, clearly that's something to consider and something I'm sure that Brad is, is looking at as well, but it is not the end all be all doesn't mean it has to come from the Huggins tree or the, or Martin or whatnot. Uh, so yeah, coaching searches and you've had football this <laughs> as well. And now this one, I mean, they're, uh, they're fun for a while and they're just, they're really yeah. tough and you're ready for them to be able yeah, well, the Kentucky thing, like it was like just just announce it already, so we can move on, and that's why, you know, I usually don't like putting on a hot board until it's an official thing, and I, I even waited, and people were like, "When are you putting this thing out, Jerry?" And I said, "Well, I want it to be official before we start speculating who the next guy could be." So Tuesday, I was just like, "Derek, you ready to post this?" Because like I, Brad's gonna have these guys hired before it's official, and what do you know? An hour afterwards, so at least we got two updates in and had Chester atop our list yesterday uh, before it could happen, based on what we were hearing. But yeah, coaching searches for me. Like, I felt bad for Kansas, right? Like, the guy covering Kansas. I don't know how big of a thing that is for football there, but that was like a four-month speculation of when they're who they were getting. And it ends with the guy who makes a lot of sense and Lance Leipold for me. Um, but that, that's a long search. Like, Josh Whitman, I got to give him credit. Like, man, he's a week. A week is perfect. Enough to let us speculate, you know, create some interest, and then just get it done, and we can move on. Um yeah, I hope this doesn't last too long. We got the job postings, all of that. It might be a while before it becomes official, but uh, it was it was nice to see moving on right away to to Chester Frazier, and we'll see how quickly they can wrap up uh, the other search, or if there is another search after that as well. Derek, last question. It's a big question. Is Illinois basketball going to be all right? Are they going to be? <laughs> I think they're going to be all right. <laughs> I do think so. Oh, I don't want to assume too much. I think. It would be somewhat dangerous to just say, okay, there's there's good buzz on this player about coming back. We got to hear it from those guys. I, I wouldn't want to assume that and not think that some things could change, particularly with as we've talked about with Podjemski, with Melendez, with Omar Payne. But I, I think they are set up, and I do think that Brad has a good argument to in, on an individual basis to be able to. Say, hey, I know I know the guy, the lead recruiter for you is no longer here, but the situation is still the same. The opportunity to win right away is still the same. Uh, and I, I think that Brad has earned earned the trust. He, I mean, he was able to command Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman. Those were the right guys, and they were highly successful. And you put trust in that head man to be able to get that that job done. So uh, and, and can I, add, I, I think can I add, I think you've mentioned this too, like Josh Whitman, like his commitment to yeah. winning, I think is is pretty palpable and pretty obvious. So I, I think that's a nice thing for Brad to have, not just the war chest, but like a, an AD that obviously cares about not taking a, a big step backward. Yeah, 100%. As willing to go and fight and make sure that you don't fall off a cliff uh, in, in terms of what you built up and uh, the commitment to to pay up there with the tops uh, top programs in the Big Ten and really in the country for the right guy and uh, there's clearly support from the boosters and the alumni that are willing to fund uh, an aggressive hire and aggressive pursuit. So 
I think Illinois basketball will ultimately fine. It, it might. You got to hope that there's not too much more turbulence. If you do lose Gentry to Gonzaga, uh, and it does drag out as far as replacing others, and there might be a little bit of worry. But uh, it seems like, as we discussed, to Lanchester to have a couple of names here that make sense, and that Illinois has had contact with. Uh, and if you're able to, for the most part, even if there was one exit or two exits as far as the roster, if you're keeping that on the whole mostly together, hiring some pretty high-quality candidates, Illinois basketball is going to be good. Yeah, I think for any Illini fan nervous, that's understandable. I, I think it's warranted uh, to have some uncertainty right now, uh, and we'll see what Underwood can do to address that, right? And and I think he can, and he can quickly, and Chester Frazier is, is certainly a part of that, and that's about keeping the roster together and then adding to it as we go forward. Derek Piper. I've got a big question oh, for you before yes. we go. Yes, oh, you're going to bring it up? When is volume three of the hot board coming out? <laughs> well, we got to get to work to it, man. They want their <laughs> updates now. They want their updates every five minutes, Derek. Uh, That's right. Can I, can I ask you a question, though? Yes. Where did last Thursday, a week ago, as the Bears trade up to 11 and take oh. Justin Fields, where does that rank in our three decades as Bears fans? We are we are post eighty five. We're born post eighty five. People, we are sick of hearing about that year all our lives about the Bears. So, best Bears moment for you since? Man, I mean anything it, it, post twenty eighteen. Eighteen was pretty fun, right? Like that it was, was that was really a fun, fun year. Like Detroit, the Motown thing. Like it's just like, hey, this is awesome. Mitch might actually be good. Like our defense is dominant. Like maybe this is the team and. Then we couldn't win a playoff game. No. Yeah, that Eagles game uh, really hurt me watching from an Evanston bar after Illinois loses Northwestern. <laughs> Kofi Coburn committed that day, though, right. by the way. Uh, nice side note. But I was super fired up. Uh, I was on one knee in my kitchen, pr my prayer hands together. I, I didn't want Mac Jones at that point. But uh, credit to the Bears. They caught me off guard. I had no expectation they are going to do anything that I liked. They pulled uh, us back in. Yeah, I was pretty much wearing them off, man. Uh, I'm I'm fired up. I'm completely fired up. I was as apathetic as a Bears fan as I have ever been, which is saying a lot because I've had some very apathetic years of watching Chad Hutchison or Moses Moreno or you know whoever it was as our quarterback. I, I, maybe Justin Fields doesn't work out. Maybe he's not Dak. Maybe he's not Deshaun Watson on the field. Um, but like, that's a guy that makes so much sense in the world like for the bears just to enthuse us, but also like it's just, I think other teams overthought it with him a little bit. And I felt people thought that did that with Deshaun Watson when, when he fell. And I think Ryan Pace did that with Mitch Trubisky. I thought he just overthought it and just, you know, like watch the tape, man. Like watch what he did against Clemson. Like watch, watch what uh, Deshaun Watson did against those Alabama teams. It was just like, I want that guy on my team and uh, I'm excited to see it. Hopefully sooner rather than later. I can understand a couple weeks, Derek, of Andy Dalton, but I don't want much longer mm -hmm. than that. <laughs> I'm completely with you. I'm afraid it's going to be longer than than we want, ultimately, but just for the future, just gives us some hope. I, I mean, I was begging just for our – give me a – I want Justin – I would do anything for Justin Herbert, who was a guy that had some questions. Not everybody was sold on coming into the draft. If Justin Fields could be our Justin Herbert. Yeah, I am. You've got me hooked. Yeah. You got me hooked for sure. Just give me a quality starting quarterback. That would be pretty nice to have. All right, Derek. Piper. And get Aaron Rodgers out of here too. Like <laughs> while we're getting greedy. 
Yeah. Um, if he wants to retire, I'm cool with that. I think that's going to be hardball for a while. All right, Derek Piper, we got to go work on version 3.0. Right. The people need it. The people want it. Yep. So let's go. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Uh, All the breakdown of Illinois basketball there, and we'll have more coming up on the site. Derek's going to have a fan chat on the VIP board if you want to take part in that, if you're listening to that right away, or or go check out the recap of that on the board. Uh, We're going to have more on the reaction to Chester Frazier reportedly getting hired and what's next for Brad Underwood in his pursuit to fill out uh, his staff and to keep that roster together and potentially add to it. Check it all out at IlliniInquire.com. If you're not a VIP member, you can sign up now for $1 for your first month. Try us out or 30% off for an entire first year of your VIP membership. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquire podcast. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.